Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sonny. I am here with my co-host, Caleb. What's up? Yo! Man, how you doing today? Uh, pretty good. Just got finished uh, lightly yeah, this past Friday. Me and my uh, wife just binged the entirety of the Critical Role cartoon. Yeah, I've heard it was good. Really good. It's really uh. good. Um, last three episodes are going to be posted this Friday, so if I want to go binge it, Now's the chance. Yep, because it, it's only nine episodes. Uh, next Friday it'll be twelve. There we go. Well, that is very cool. Very cool. I am really excited about the stuff that we're talking about today. So yeah, boy. Before I would get any farther, though, let's go ahead and talk about our patrons. So a huge thank you to, of course, all of our wonderful patrons who support the podcast. Uh, thank you to... Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Master of Isa, Mocha, Mr. Herbie's, Scuzz Daddy, Witchcraft Remain 2022, AD, Aaron Gardner, Anthony Leela, Damian Zink, Dank Nugs, Dino DNA, Mountain Man, Myth Oceanus, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Rudolph, Sneaky Links, Jeremy Drysdale, Ray Powell, and Sonny Sweet. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. And of course, if you want your name read off at the beginning of the episode, you can join our patron. We have tiers starting as low as $1. And the $1 tier does get your name read off on the podcast. So if you are interested in that, you can find a link to that in the link tree down below. Also, if you want to support the podcast at no additional cost to you, you can go ahead and use our TCG Player affiliate link to buy the cards that you would already be buying and we get a little bit of a cut on our end 
for the cards that you would be buying. So it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just click the link and then it'll bring you to the TCG player homepage. And you're gonna be like, hmm, I don't know if it's working or not, but it definitely is as long as you clicked on our link last. Yes. Um, they, they it doesn't really give you a note, uh, indicate any sort of indication that that's that you're, you know, that you've come to the website via an affiliate link, which they probably should fix. Yeah, it's really not very intuitive. But just know if you click on our link and it just brings up the web page, you got it. You buy anything, we get the kickback. Right. It. I mean, you're there. Yep. So the only way that you can really tell is if you look at after you click on it and you go to TCG Player. If you go to the actual URL itself, like if you look at the URL up in your web bar, it'll actually say the top cut in the URL. Yeah. So you can tell if you look at the URL, like, hmm, did I do it right? Well, it says the top cut up there at the top, like tcgplayer.com slash blah, 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 campaign affiliate, blah, 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 equals the top cut. And so, yeah. so that's a quick way to tell if you do want to look at it that way. Uh, but then once you click on another page, it will go away. But like, don't be alarmed. That's fine. It's still working. So, yep. But that's how you can support the podcast at no extra cost to you. And... Of course, if you are on Spotify, be sure to give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, be sure to subscribe or whatever they call it on there. Same thing with YouTube. If you're on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. And be sure to leave us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to have your review read out on the podcast, be sure to leave it and let us know. And we we read them out on the podcast. So, so. We do want to, of course, get on into the main content. Um, Now, something to think about is the first thing we're going to talk about is a little bit of quick play news. So we got a notice, a message from Konami regarding events for right now. So to the Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game community in North and Latin America. As we monitor COVID-19 pandemic developments, we continue to take seriously the guidelines and recommendations from government health authorities and experts. Regional qualifiers for the Battle of Chaos season will continue to be offered only as remote dual events through the third week of March in North and Latin America. We are currently scheduling the first in-person Battle of Chaos season region qualifiers to take place on the weekend of March 26-27th with strict adherence to local government guidelines. Remote dual regional qualifiers will still be an option to those that are uncomfortable attending in-person events. As we continue to monitor the guidelines set forth by local health authorities, we will provide updates and make changes as necessary. For future events on our schedule, we will provide news on those events as they become available. Please continue to visit our official Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG website and official social media channels on Twitter and Facebook for the latest information. And then all kinds of links. links. Yeah. yeah. Links to their official website and Twitter and stuff. Jinx. <laughs> yeah. We thank the Yu-Gi-Oh! community for their continued patience and understanding during this time. So this essentially tells us something that we already knew yeah which is the delay of in-person return the return to in-person play at least here in america oh yeah they're they're taking this whole thing very seriously which is good to know it's kind of crazy though to think and i'm not saying that they shouldn't be taking this seriously they absolutely should 
it's crazy to me to think though that here in America, the country that's usually like, you know, the furthest right wing first world country in the world, mm-hmm. right? We're the we're like the most far right wing first world country, and yet we still don't have the release of in person play. But if you look over in Europe, which is typically a lot more, you know, um, a lot more, it's, it's funny, I want to say a lot more conservative on these issues, but from like a pol- political perspective, conservative yeah. is not the word. But, yeah. you know, they, they usually like, they, they, they take things a bit more in regards to public safety and they take things a yeah, bit yeah. more, you know, they, they, they usually lean a bit farther left with how they handle things like this. Yeah. As evidenced by when you had all the big first waves of lockdowns, you know, the lockdowns were a lot more serious over there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you didn't have people leaving their house and going this place, that place. I mean, they were like real life, like Canada, you know? Yeah. Whereas here, you know, like lockdown, quote unquote, but people were still like going to work and this, that, and the other. Yeah. But over there, they've already got in-person play back. You know, like yeah, I was looking it, at stuff this morning and there's regionals happening like today. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's because they've pretty much got it under control over in, I'll just say, Europe in general. Yeah. Which I know that'll depend by city, uh, city, city, country. country, country yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm just kind of blanket statement here because it's it's a lot better than me having to look up a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, they can kind of do that. So it's a really interesting case study. Yeah, and I mean, I know not all European countries have gotten their, um, gotten everything opened back up. Yeah. And obviously masks are required. I think vaccines are probably required too. Yep. But it's just interesting to me to see how they've got the, um, it's just interesting to me to see how they've gotten uh, live competitive play opened back up over there. Yeah. Not just on a local level, but like on regional level. Oh yeah, definitely. So, uh, but yeah, that's it for this. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about some new cards. What do you say? Oh yeah, uh, I said we go we go in reverse chronological order. So the one the one that was listed the latest, the newest. Okay, so let's start with number thirty nine, Utopia Rising. Okay, that would be the newest. Okay, well, you know, I was gonna say we start with the. Uh... It's all right. We'll start here. Okay, cool. It, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to read this one or should I? Uh, I'll read it. Number 39, Utopia Rising. Rank 4, Light Warrior Exceeds Effect Monster. Zero attack, 2,000 defense. Very different from the Utopias that we've seen in the past. Materials, two level 4 monsters. You can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. If this card is special summoned, you can target one number exceeds monster in your graveyard, except number 39, Utopia Rising. Special summon it in defense position, then you can attach all of this card's material to it. Two, if you see someone, you can special summon this card from the graveyard, but banish it when it leaves the field. I keep, in, mi- I keep in mind that its first effect isn't when it succeeds summoned, when it's special summoned. Right, so if this is in your graveyard, you can special summon this, if, and then you exceed summon, you can special summon this guy from the graveyard, and then that triggers his first effect. But he doesn't have any material. Yeah. Um, you'd have to bring him back with something like Exceeds Reborn. Yeah. Because Exceeds Reborn, as part of its effect, attaches itself to the Exceeds monster you, resu- you summoned, but then it would just shift it over. 
It could be an interesting card in like the Utopia decks that you see. Uh, I remember seeing on Reddit, a Reddit thread, somebody being like, yeah, no, listen, you make this guy and you can end on a field of like uh, Utopia Rising made with that guy's material. material, um, And then like four other Utopia monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would, ju- would just exceed summoning that dude with one ing- with one exceeds monster in grave. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Is it good? Probably not. It gives you like one Omni to gate with a uh, Leo Utopia Ray, and if you have a rank up Magic card, it lets you uh, probably also get a ZW for your Leo Utopia Ray, give- giving giving you that Omni negate. That's yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the next card. Next, we have. Performer Pal. The greatest duelist. Yeah. It's just straight up um, the main character from uh, Arc V. Just straight up as a card. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, fun you, fact. You've got, you got six paragraphs of text to read. So. Here we go. Level four light spellcaster pendulum effect monster. 1800 attack. 400 defense. Pendulum scale of eight. Once per turn. At the start of the damage the pendulum step. effect. Yeah, pendulum effect. At the, once per turn, at the start of the damage step, if a monster battles another monster, you return this card to the hand. If you do, banish a spell from your deck. Also, your mo- your monster cannot be shown by battle. Also, have any battle damage you take from it. Yeah, that's that's okay, I guess. A little bit complicated for just battle protection, but okay. Monster yeah. effect one. When this card inflicts battle damage to your opponent, you can add a Supreme King Dragon monster. One Supreme King Gate, or one the Supreme King Soul from your deck to your hand. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, once per turn during each standby phase, activate this effect. Each player can banish a spell from their deck. Three. Once per turn, when a monster declares an attack, activate this effect. The attacked player can apply this effect. Add one of your banished spells to your hand, and then discard it. And if you do, negate the attack. That's so weird. Yeah, is, but it's a straight up Yuya as a as a monster. Is this like good? I mean, it depends. On, I guess it depends on the spell that you banish. Because then, if like, because then if it's you know, if your opponent attacks, you can add it to your hand, then you discard the spell. So I guess it depends on what spell. Yeah, I guess it doesn't seem good though. No. It seems funny and overly complicated for no reason. For real. <clears throat> Alright. Well, let's talk about the last card that we're going to talk about here, which is Firewall Dragon Dark Fluid Neo Tempest Terahertz. That's a mouthful. Yeah. So, Link 5, Dark Cybers Link Effect Monster, 3000 attack. Link arrows are top left bottom left bottom right and right so your your left right and top and then your two bottom corners yep materials is three plus cybers monsters you can only use the second effect of this card's name once per turn one negate any opponent's monster effect activated during the battle phase eat your heart out war rock for real Two, quick effect. You can send one Cybers monster from your deck or extra deck to the graveyard, and if you do, this card is also treated as the sent monster's attribute. Also, it gains 2,500 attack. That's permanent. Yeah. Three, this card can make a number of attacks on monsters each battle phase up to the number of its attributes. Okay, so you activate this effect. You can send 
something that's a different attribute because he's dark so you can send like a fire say and to the graveyard and then when you send the fire to the graveyard he becomes dark and fire plus 2500 yep and then can then he can attack twice oh yeah and the next turn you can do it again and now he's dark fire and water and has 7500 attack it can attack three times Yep. Fun, fun fact, this card is named after Neo Tempest, the attack for Dark Fluid in the anime. The dub translated the attack as Neo Tempest Terahertz, though it has been noted the TCG seems to ignore Konami Cross Media named attacks as of late. Yeah, so we'll see what the actual English translated name is. In addition, yes, this card can have multiple attributes, and the second effect is additive, thus increasing its number of attacks each time it uses this effect, meaning you have up to six attacks until we somehow get a divine cyber monster allowing for seven. I mean, hey, listen, if it gets to the point on a that a hard once per turn effect boosting it gets him up to six attacks, I don't even know what to say at that point. Yeah, hold on, six attacks, and let's see. Oh, let me calculate out how, how big of an attack stat that would be. Um, what is that, 15,500? I think. I'm pretty positive. 2,500 times five plus 3,000. Yeah, fifteen thousand five hundred on the money. With five attacks, that's a lot. That's a whole lot of damage. Better have five set monsters or defense position monsters because this thing doesn't have a uh, piercing. Yeah. So, well, I mean, hey, that wasn't bad. That's it. Yep. Uh, now the dark fluid. I wouldn't say it's a terrible. It's not the best card in the world. I mean, activate effect once, bam, you got fifty five hundred, and then. War rocks can eat your heart out. Yeah, I mean, it also prevents battle phase Zeus, but they can just Zeus right before right before you enter battle phase. All right, right. Yeah. So. Um. But like, yeah, like the only car, uh, the only tech in the entire game that runs any effects that can only be activated in the battle phase that I know of is War rocks. So. Yeah, but I mean, there's other things that you can do during the battle phase. I mean, I could oh. activate Tri Brigade Revolt during the battle phase. Ah, that's true. That prevents you from doing that. Yeah. So, there, I mean, yeah, there's tons of quick effects. I mean, Boral Sword. Well, yeah, but most of that stuff, though, you can just shrug. Oh, yeah, Boral Sword and Avramax. Yeah. It stops exactly Boral Sword and Avramax. <laughs> I mean, it stops a lot of battle battle phase shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most of it you can you can do, like, before, right before they enter battle phase. Yeah. Because, you know, attempt to enter battle before battle phase. Just start activating stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and talk about our main topic for today. So, we wanted to take a minute today to rehash something that we talked about a while back. Which is some of the best budget decks for this coming format. So, keep in mind when we say budget... That budget means different things to different people. It just does. You know, for me, a budget deck is something under like $100. Yeah. Whereas for me, it's a little bit closer to $50. Right. Personally. For other people, that's, oh, anything under $300. Yeah. So. It, it differs from person to person. So the way we normally do this kind of thing is we'll say, oh, you can build this deck for under this amount. Right. So and a lot of times when we say under this amount, we really mean 
you can build it for under this amount, like not including staples. Stuff like the $20 a piece. Ash uh, Blossoms. Ash stuff. Blossom, the $15 a piece, I think, Infinite Impermanences, which all have cheaper alternatives. Right. Yeah, I mean, because you have Forbidden Chalice, you can get for pennies. Uh, Forbidden Lance, if you really wanted to go that route, is also available. Yep. For pennies. Which yeah. I which consider running running that in Master Duel because well chalices are not pennies you said chalice yeah chalices are not pennies okay but they're still like a couple of dollars at most yeah I mean about three bucks yeah two three bucks yeah I I remember back when I first got in the game you could get them for like fifteen cents a piece yeah yeah it's more and more being recognized as just like a great card oh yeah I mean quick play as a quick play spell. To gain an effect, they gain 400 attack. It can be a battle. It can be a battle trick, an actual negate, right? All kinds right. of stuff. Um, particularly if it's your turn, your opponent's trying to like is like like active. Like let's say they make a Borload Savage, and then you draw for turn, and then you normal summon activate effect. They activate Borload uh, Savage negate chain a uh, Chalice to negate. Right. They're negate. I'm so. saying negate a lot. <laughs> negate. So. With that, there are some decks, though, that whether it's due to recent reprints, whether it's due to um, just the original printing being low rarity, whatever, there are some decks that even some very competitively viable decks that are really just not that expensive when you really consider it. Oh, yeah. Mostly due to re recent reprints in the past. I mean, how long has it been since we did another one of these? Four, three to four months? Um, I remember we did one back, like last November. We probably did one around right after the Megatons released in September. Yes. Um, since then, we've had Max Gold, Brothers Ma of Legend. Yeah, Grand Brothers Creators. of Legend, El Dorado, Grand, Grand Creators just came out not too long ago. Yes. So uh, then we also have the uh, the new set coming out soon. Yes. Yeah. Can't think of the name of it. <laughs> Uh, well, we just had Battles of Chaos release. That That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, we just had that one released. Yeah. So. Um, well, let's talk for a minute about these decks. So we got a list here of some decks. I think some are better than others. Of course. But um, mainly what we're going to talk about here, the first deck we're going to talk about anyway, is we're going to talk about Eldlich. So Eldritch just got all the main core cards of it just got reprinted in Maximum Gold Eldorado. So things like your Eldlixer of Scarlet Sanguine, things like your Eldlixer of Black Awakening, Eldlixer of White Awakening, your Haquera of the Golden Land, your Conquistador of the Golden Land, all just got reprinted in and Golden Lord himself. Yeah, obviously. the Golden Lad himself. Yeah. They all got reprinted in Max Gold Eldorado. And then the previous, uh, and then as actually in Eldorado, you actually got an alt art reprint of uh, the Golden Lad. Right. And then if you want the original art, I think you have to get it from the original Maximum Gold. Yes. Uh, and that's the OGR as a cheap print. Um, the only other option there is the secret. Right. And I think the secrets are still like 70 or 80. Yeah. Um, but the reprints, I think, are like $4, a pe four to $5 a piece at most. Yeah, the alt art, I think, are they're like six, and the originals, I think, are like three. There we go. Four. Four, four to five. Um, yeah. Now, that's due to the alt arts being a little bit more popular. 
Yeah, because I mean he looks magnificent. Oh yeah, no, he he is. Actually, I take it back. The alt arts and the original arts are now both five fifty. Okay, never mind. The, okay, they're, they're the same price. Okay, cool. So it doesn't really matter which ones. I'd still, I personally would still go for the alt arts. Like, yeah. I think you get the entire core for like twenty five bucks. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can. Um, now, granted, this is not including the ninety dollars you would need, give or take, for pot of extravagance. No, no, extravagance is cheap. Extravagances are ten dollars a piece. Oh, I forgot they got a reprint too. Also a maximum gold, yes. Yeah, I completely forgot those got a reprint too. Yeah, so $30. You're looking at $55. Yep, and if you want to play like a Dogmatica Punishment and... Punishments or Pennies, Winpeg... Like uh, your primary targets for it are also fairly cheap. Yeah, I think Intises are about five or six bucks a piece. Even for the gold? Oh, did it just get a gold printing? It's had a gold printing. Uh, the original, uh, elder, the original maximum gold gave him one. Yeah, they're seven fifty. Okay, yeah. And the so supers what? are also seven fifty. Okay, yeah. So it's got two printings, both. Yeah, you only need really one of those. Uh, when Pegasus at, Pegasus at Ignister is another good option. Right, and you can even get the uh, the Dogmatica Ecclesias for cheap. Yeah. So because um, right now Dogmatica Ecclesias are like seven bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you only and you really only need one copy of, of her. Yeah, no, you literally just run one. That way, you have a single normal summon. Yeah, um, and you don't even you don't even have to run the Dogmatica Ecclesia. Oh no, no, you could very well just run the playset of uh, punishments and then just load your extra deck with high attack point monsters. I mean, you don't even need the punishments. I mean, that's the thing. You can just yeah. put like torrentials, solemn strikes, solemn oh, yeah. judgments, floodgates, not named skill drain. Yeah, goes in match. Which which speaking of which, um, you do need three skill drains, which right now are expensive, but it is getting reprint very in the um. And the uh, hidden arsenal reprint set at the Thank end of you. February. Yes. No, at the end of end of February, or beginning of March. One or the other. We're not entirely. We're not 100 percent sure on that right now. It's yes. kind of up in the air. But it's getting a reprint soon, so that'll kind of drive down the price on the skill on the other skill drains a little bit. But your yes. best bet's definitely going to be just getting the reprint. Definitely. And also, I would stock up on the reprint if you have them available and you can pick them up for relatively cheap. Definitely. Because Skill Train's a really good card. Particularly, yes. Particularly in, in, in a deck that does not care about its mon that does not care if its monster effects negated. Especially being at three now, thanks to the most recent ban list. <clears throat> so the hilarious thing is then you can also just for just just for just for giggles you can run like beast king barbaros and theoretically yeah yeah other monsters that are just yeah we're really big but you can normal summon us but we get small yeah fusilier dragon the dual yeah. mode beast yeah um but what i would one. recommend if you have the spare budget because i think it's very i think it's actually pretty good is if you're running the eldritch if you have the spare budget i recommend two copies of lord of the heavenly prison which are <laughs> kind of expensive they're like 35 a piece yeah but i mean that's how you take your deck from being good to being really good being really good yeah and the other things that you could do to improve upon the eldritch deck in time if you want to if you want to kind of slow roll it on from an investment standpoint right what you could do is you could put in um what do you call it? Uh there's a card that I was thinking of that I forgot the name of. You could put in things like goes in match, mm -hmm. rivalry, things like that. But you could also put in a train engine. 
Yes. So but, Super Dreadnought, Rail Cannon, Gustav Max, and Super Dreadnought, Rail Cannon, Juggernaut, Lieb. Um, you can also run, I forgot the name of the Exceeds. It's an old rank five. Oh, Constellar uh, Pleiades. Not Pleiades. Constellar Ptolemy. It's not a, it's not a Constellar. It's a train. It is it's part a train? Of, it's part of the train archetype. I looked it up earlier because I wanted to bring it up and I completely forgot about it. Uh, River Stormer? River Stormer. It was River Stormer. Yeah. Because he's two level five. Yeah. Because so he's two level five, so you can make him make him using your trap monsters, right? Uh-huh. And then you can just overlay the Gustav Max on top of it, right? Or the Juggernaut leave. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting deck, and there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Also, if you have the budget for DPE, you can run like Cybers Gadget and run mm-hmm. like a Cybers package with Cynet Minings, and. Oh yeah, that's but, also a really good deck. Oh yeah, it's like Signet Mining, Lady Debug, which are dirt cheap. Dotscaper, uh, Dotscapers, which are dirt. The entire Cybers half of the deck, if you're running Cybers Eldritch, is dirt, 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 dirt cheap. Right, for sure. Because this is the only deck where it's actually good. <laughs> but the thing is, you use it as a link climbing package to climb into Verte to make a Verte DPE and like Scythe Lock and stuff. Yeah. So, if you can afford DPE, that is a cool route that you can go. But you don't have to do that. You can just run straight Eldlich. Oh, yeah. So. No. I know. It's like, yeah, it's it's an optional Scythe Lock package. Right. You can tech so, on the side. The deck has a lot of different ways that you can go about it. And without having a lot of extra deck requirements, other than like a Link Spider or two, you know, there's really not a lot that you really <laughs> need to do to make it work. Yeah, like literally the only requirement is Link Spider. Everything else yeah. is just whatever you want. Just fill with like like if you're running the punishment package, just run a bunch of super high attack extract monsters you have lying around. Right. Um, because then you can punishment more things. Yeah, yeah. Gives you <clears throat> more me, options. Yeah, higher ranges for your uh for your punishments, but then also gives you more stuff to banish off of pot of extravagance. Yeah, it's. I think that it is a good deck and it's probably one of the best decks in the meta and you can absolutely build it on in a budget so let's talk about the next deck which is prank kids prank kids is an interesting deck um most of the deck got reprinted in maximum gold eldorado again we you know you're gonna notice a theme there oh yeah in fact i think the entire deck got reprinted in maximum gold eldorado the uh, i I think the only card that didn't get reprinted might be, I remember one of the more expensive cards got didn't get reprinted. I think it was like Place or something. No, Prank It's Place. It, I no. just saw it's seventy five cents. No, okay, never mind. Yeah, the entire deck is under a dollar a piece out of this set. Oh yeah, no, like because everything got reprinted as the rare instead of the premium gold rare. Exactly. Except like one or two, I think like uh, like the extra monsters are premium gold. But nope. even that no? kid's doodle doodle do is 20 cents. Never mind. The whole thing is rare. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's crazy cheap. You can get things like prank kids dropsies for, you know, a quarter. You can get, I mean, your fansies. They're all just like a dime to a quarter. Okay. So well, let's just take, let's, 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 when get, uh, guesstimating the price of this, let's just assume it's a dollar per play set. That's way overestimating. It is. But just getting a playset of every prank kid card, I'm I still think you're under fifteen bucks. 
You're probably under 10. Yeah. Not including shipping. Yeah, not including shipping. After shipping, you're probably under 15 bucks. And that that's for literally everything for the deck outside of Ash and Trolls and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I would say that you could probably get the entire deck after shipping for $15. Yeah. So depends depends on you know depends on if you're getting it all from one person because then you can get it all bundled together which might get you the free net either free shipping there. Yeah, I mean even Meow Meow Mew is in here and yeah. it was a recent printing. So yeah, yeah the decks the decks very cheap and it's really good if you know what you're doing. I, I will say the best version of this deck is the Brave Token version, which the Brave Token pack package I think is four hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, not per card, per package. Because it, because I, I know one of the cards is like a hundred dollars a piece, and it's it's ridiculous. Yes, it is pretty expensive for the Brave Token package, but here's the crazy part: um, you don't have to run it. No, I mean the deck's not as good without it, but but I mean no deck is as good without it. Right, specifically Brave Token. I like the only deck I know of that can't run Brave Token is uh, actually there's a bunch, but yeah, yeah. Like the ma main one I can think of is Eldritch because they like to run Goes and a Rivalry and then lock no. themselves into Light Zombies. Well, I mean decks like Sword Soul can't do it because they're normal summon monsters. Yes. So that that's the thing about Brave Tokens is any deck that does not need and the effect of a normal summoned monster. So any deck that's not normal summon reliant can run the brave token package. Yeah, easily. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's pretty prank kids is still a very good deck and it's very cheap and you can, you even have like within a hundred dollar budget, you even have the ability to get some hand traps or flesh it out with things like an access code talker and things like that. Oh yeah. Cause access codes are like $40 for the gold rare. Yep. Never so. thought I'd ever say. Never thought we'd ever say that. The access code is a budget thing where you can build a deck with it for under a hundred dollars. Uh, there definitely should be more reprints of that card, and that card should be a, like a five to ten dollar card. Oh, they need to make a structure deck around it. A code talker structure deck would actually be really cool. I know, right? Like, especially if, it, if they put like heat soul and stuff in there. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Like, give you an extra deck of like. Uh, code talker, code talker inverted, access code, heat soul, decode talker, decode talker, and an X code talker, and then like main deck, Cyanet mining, uh, lady debug, flame buffalo, dots, just generic, oh, yeah, just generic cyber uh, structure deck. Let's go. Yeah, fill I would it out. That. Fill out the uh, fill out the trap lineup with you know, fill out the reprint lineup with stuff like torrential tribute. Maybe give us another Ash Blossom reprint. Pot Not of Prosperity. Point point. Yeah, Pot of Prosperity, Pot of Extravagance. Yeah, I mean, it. there's a lot of good ways they could go. Lightning like Storm. That. I mean, really, when you think about it, generic cyburst.deck is actually also a good cheap budget option. Oh, yeah, just a big link time climbing tool. The only expensive card you'll have to buy for it specifically is Access Code. Right. Which, as we said, is $40. Build the rest of the deck for, let's say, 15 Yeah, 15 or 20 After shipping. Yeah, it it wouldn't that, be that 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 deck might be a little bit more expensive because I think sign up minings are a few dollars. Yeah, but I mean, even so, you could build the whole deck for under a hundred, including an access code with ease. Oh yeah, so you could even do that with Adagnister. Uh, mm -hmm. Adagnister, that's a great budget option that you could build for 
not a lot of money. Now, to be fair with adding the story, it does have a higher. What's what I'm looking for? Like point of entry, not from a cost perspective, from a learning curve perspective. Yeah, it is a bit combo heavy. It, and it, as such, it takes some time to kind of learn all those different uh, trees and all those different decision points and things like that. But that doesn't mean that it's not accessible. No, right. Not at all. So <coughs> let's take just a moment, though, to talk about our sponsor, ETB Games. ETB Games is our locals from Alexandria, Louisiana. They sponsor our podcast because they are awesome. And they also are a great one-stop shop for all of your trading card game needs. They have everything you need for Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Digimon, whatever other card game you're playing. They have your sleeves, your binders, your deck boxes, your bulk storage, whatever you're going to need. They also have a lot of resources available for all of your tabletop gaming needs. You can buy your figurines, your paint, your books, t- all your books, whatever you need to play tabletop games. They also provide an environment to play those games. They have special rooms available just for D&D and things like that. You also have a good area where you can sit down and play video games. They really do cater to all of the different communities and they care about each of those communities a ton. So a huge shout out to ETB Games in Alexandria. Thank you so much again for your sponsorship and your support. And if you want to support us and if you want to check out ETB Games, you can find them in the description down below. So moving on along the budget deck list, uh, we have what is maybe the best deck of the format, which is Phantom Knights, the other PK deck. Yep. So Phantom Knights are maybe the best deck of the format. And a lot of that is because of the scythe lock or the brave engine. But you can actually, right. But here's the crazy part is you can play this deck without either of those things. Oh yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not as good. Oh no, no. but it's still a good deck. Oh yeah. No, but the thing about it though, is that, is that not running the DPE package, not running the token package means you can run a lot more interesting things. Yes. Uh, for instance, you can run the rank up. Uh, you can run the rank up variant, which is probably one of my more favorite variants. If I'm being honest, uh, so basically what the deck does is that it turbo is that it likes to go second uh-huh. using board breaking hand traps, board breaking cards, blah blah blah. So that way they can make you know so they can stop the negates your opponent's negates, and then they'll turbo into uh, break sword, affect a break sword to pop itself and something on your opponent's field. Uh-huh. Break sword's effect will then trigger since it popped itself. Getting out two level four Phantom Knights. That's one rank up into level four. Make Raider's Knight, who then pops himself to rank up into five. Can you tell that Caleb has been playing the deck recently? Yeah. Um. Another op- Another option is just make a random, like, ra- you know, Link Four, and then activate the Surgical Phantom Knight, the Phantom Knights of Rank Up Magic. Right. Which lets you go up to rank five or six. Yeah. So it's really good. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. One of my personal favorite ways is actually the uh, Time Thief Raid Raptor Phantom Knight. Oh my deck. god, that's just rank. F- that's just rank four turbo. It's not just rank four turbo. You can also go a different direction with it and go to where you're doing like the rank up magic stuff into like the Ultimate Falcon. And, well, Ultimate Falcon, yeah, and the DDD High King uh, Kali Yuga. 
Yep. And things like that. Hard making them the way you're supposed to in the anime. It's hilarious. Uh, I mean, just there's a different just different ways that that deck can play. Mm-hmm. And you can build it so many different ways with so many different cards. All because it's made up of Phantom Knights. Yeah. Because there's so many cards in the game that are very specifically. This card is also a Phantom Knight card. This card, right. This card is also a Raid Raptor card. This card is also this kind of card. Right. Phantom Knights, Raid Raptors just kind of go well. And then you can put some, some just a couple of different Time Thief cards in there to make it work even better. So it's a very, very cool deck. If mm-hmm. you're Raid Raptor, Phantom Knight, Time <laughs> Thief is. It can play through like anything. Like, it just keeps going and going and going. Just about. Like, I think the only hand trap that just outright stops them is you have to nib at the right place. And if you nib wrong, they'll just shrug and keep going. But the thing is, even if you nib in the right place, if they have, like, any extenders in their hand, yeah. like, the thing that stops that deck is the deck bricking. I was also going to say Droll and Lockbird. Well, Droll and Lockbird doesn't even do it because a lot of times they're special summoning from the deck or dumping to the graveyard and then special summoning from the graveyard. Yes, but it d- but it does prevent them from hard making um, the Kaliuga and stuff because and they, can't ser- well, they can't search the rank up spells. Exactly. So they have to hard open the rank- yeah. they hard open all of them and that's not really feasible. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. That does make sense. Now that you say it like that. Yeah. Um, um, also, the- IO. <laughs> Well, not that they have to worry about that. Exactly. So the deck is interesting. It's really good and very fun. But Phantom Knights as a whole, you can get the deck very cheap. The Torn Scales, I think, are like four or five bucks out of the last year's Megatons. Yeah. And everything else, I think, is really, really cheap. Everything else is a common printing for pennies. Um, except the, for Fogblade. Fog except Blade. except for exactly Fogblade, but it has but it's had several printings, so I want to say the most expensive copies are maybe five four or five dollars. No, the most expensive copies are in the thirties. Okay, fair enough. Because there's like se- the original secret rare printings and things like that. I forget Fogblade comes to see because I only ever see the ultras. Yeah. No, the <clears throat> actually no, the most expensive copy is eleven to fifteen dollars. But there we go. Uh you can get a common for like five. So, and you can get an ultra from Ghost for the Past for like five or six. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's a good deck. Uh, it's got a lot of different wit- things that you can do with it. You can play like a, uh, you can even go lean more into the Burning Abyss and do more like a trap heavy build. Ah, uh, P- uh, like uh, PK Fire. More of an old, that's a, kind of an older build. Yeah. But it's still really good, you know, with Absolute King Backcheck, searching out whatever trap card you want. Yeah, you can even build just. That's that could be another budget deck is just pure Phantom Knights. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, not Phantom Knight, pure Burning Abyss. Yes, but with just trap BA because oh, yeah. like things like Torrential Tribute just don't matter to you. Oh yeah, no, oh no, because you activate Torrential Tribute, you're going to get a whole bunch of effects off. Right. Um, and then of course, depending upon who's on board, like if you have a Graph, you'll get a special summon from deck. If you have a Seer, you'll just get one of your. Uh, BA's back on board for free. Right. Both if if they're both on field. It, it you know, or like or if you had a um <clears throat> excuse me, or if you had a uh like if you had made a Dante and passed. Right. You get both their effects off, you just get two new BAs on on board for free. Yeah, there's a lot you can do with it. So Oh yeah, no, it's it's really good. The next deck I want to talk about is Tribrigade. I mean Everything's been reprinted. 
Yeah, people can say what they want about Dry Brigade, but it's still just a cheap, good deck. Oh, yeah. Like, the only expensive card in the entire deck, I want to say, is just straight-up Kit. And that's because she hasn't been reprinted. And even then, because Dry Brigade has fallen off so hard... They're cheap. They're still even cheap by comparison. Yeah, Dry Brigade kits are still... Well, they're like five bucks, but... Yeah. I mean... Tri-Brigade kit at $5 is, like, the most expensive Tri-Brigade card. Oh, yeah. By a lot. Yeah. So, if just for the sake of, you know... Brevity? Uh, just for the sake of pricing all of this out. Fair enough. Um, you can get Sure Eggs for $2. You can get Fergeets for less, like a dollar, <clears throat> because of the reprints. <clears throat> you can get Fractals, Nervals, and Karises for little to nothing um a lot of you probably have it just in your bulk yeah fractals are like two dollars for the ultras or the prismatic secrets which is crazy because i remember when they were 30 yep um you've got the like nervals came as common revolt came as a common Karis came as a super in the original printing and like even the higher rarity printings of those cards are still really cheap right because they don't really have any competition right so nervals the most expensive nervals the ots super rare which is a quarter but if you want you can get the ultra rare from the 2021 10 of ancient battles for like a dime you know karis is pretty much the same story you can get the original supers for 30 cents or you can get the ultra reprint for 20 cents so the deck is just so cheap when you consider how cheap all of these cards have gotten Plus, I'm not going to lie to you, the deck has fallen off in popularity. So, I think a small part of that, though, is entirely due to some players just getting tired of running it, because that deck's been around for, what, a year now? Well, that and incremental hits over and over on each list has made it worse. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, you know? I mean, the funny part is that Tribrigade, them, the, any card with Tribrigade in its name has never been hit. Right, but it's when been you, everything around it. <laughs> right, so the original version of Tri Brigade that really took off was Tri Brigade Zodiac, and then Dryden got banned, Barrage got banned, and okay, well the deck's not as good. And then Ten Key gets limited, and now you, you know, after all that happens, you're like, okay, well, you know, now it becomes Lyrilus Tri Brigade yeah. becomes the main really good variant. Yeah, and they ban um some more the Smorg Link, and then they limit Recital Starling. The Recital Starling Link didn't doesn't matter too too much. They just don't get that second free search. I mean, it matters a lot, <laughs> but the point is they did enough to really hit the deck. Yeah. Well, in addition to that. That leaves pure Tri Brigade as pretty much the best version of the deck. So you're looking at three rescue cats, which are like three to four dollars a piece out of the gold series. Before there were ten a piece, thank God. Oh, the commons were ten to fifteen a piece. Yep. So um, but your rescue cats, you're looking at like three or four dollars a piece. The entire Tri Brigade core for all of your monsters, you're looking at maybe twenty to twenty five dollars. And that's going like max rarity on it. No, that's not going max rarity, but um, still, it's not yeah. that bad. Um, and then you just pretty much have your hand traps. So um, things like Ash Blossoms are 20 a piece. Things like, and 
you could run things like Monster Reborn, or it's great in the deck. Yeah, um, Harpy's Feather Duster, Regeki, just cut, just for filler. Yeah, you can literally run just a going second version of the deck. Oh yeah, just run through Regeki. I mean, you can do that now. Yeah, which I think is hilarious. Could you imagine your opponent like sets up a board and like, all right, I got this. Activate Regeki, negate. What now, son? Activate Regeki. Crap. Yeah, and the beautiful <clears throat> part is that one fractal or one 10 key or one foolish burial turns the entire deck on Mm -hmm. so or one rescue cat so whenever you have that one card that turns the entire deck on like that you know these one card starters which there are eight in the deck by the way at minimum eight yep uh really when you think about it you could probably do it with more depending on other cards in your hand really but yeah, th- those eight cards—the three fractal, the foolish, the ten key, and the and the rescue cat—are all one card stars. And then if you want to run a small zoo package for that way you have access to Zeus, then you can run uh, like Rat Pierre and Thoroughblade, and a normal summon Rat Pierre is also full combo. Mm-hmm. Well, mostly you have to have a single tri brigade in hand, but still, it's still very good. Yeah, it's literally a zoo monster plus a tri brigade in hand. Boom, full combo yeah it's a little bit more than that but close enough yeah Um, oversimplification yeah for sake of brevity yeah so what i would say is tri-brigade is good i'm just gonna let i'm gonna let you know now though that well as much as i enjoy tri-brigade and i think it's a good deck it's not as good as other things in the meta i'm just gonna let you know that more than likely eldlich is probably just a better deck you know phantom knights is probably just a better deck right now maybe um and it kind of depends i mean my tri brigade build has a destroyer phoenix enforcer package in it yeah uh my pk build also has a you know dp um but like pretty much anything can have a dpe package these days just about anything they can make verte right so um yeah i mean the deck is good but you just have to decide how you want to build it but that's with all these decks. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, next, we can talk about Dinosaur. So before... it, the, So the only reason why we haven't brought up Dino before is entirely due to one singular card. Animandorned Archosaur. Which, for a while, were... A, like, I think they peaked at, what, 75? Uh, pretty much, yeah. That's yeah. about right. Yeah, they peaked at 75. They settled around to around about 50. Yeah, the lowest that they got until was recently. really like 35. Yeah, until fairly recently. Right. Now, what are the secrets at? Uh, secrets are $11. How much is the reprint? A uh, dollar. So, yeah. Yeah, so now the most expensive card in the entire deck, I want to say, is... Originally, I wanted to say Logger or Dolka, but those also got a reprint. Giant um, Rex is a common printing. Did Giant Rex get a common printing? I think. No, it got a rare in Max Gold Eldorado. Got a rare. Thank you. I could I couldn't remember if it was a common or a rare in Eldorado. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there were no commons in Eldorado. But that's what I mean. I, I don't remember if it got a common in something that I forgot about, or if it got a rare in Eldorado. I couldn't remember yeah. which. I knew it got one or the other. Yeah, and then like Dolko is in Eldorado. As Log- a, yeah, Logia. I, yep. So. And Doko is also as an ultra rare in King's Court, and those are only fifty cents. Yep. So. Oh yeah. 
Uh, so like the only expensive card the entire that the entire deck can run, I want to say, is access code. And really, you really don't need access code because the deck no. already kills so easy yeah. with UCT. Oh yeah, no, no. Like you don't, you just straight up do not need access code for this. It is optional. Yes. We now we might say that for other decks, access code is optional. We mean the vast majority of like we when we say that we mean most people aren't running. Most people are running it, but you don't have to. In this case, I don't know any Dino players are running access code because they're just better things to run. I would say that the most expensive card in the deck is maybe a lot of Dino players like to run Pot of Prosperity, which yeah. are like a hundred and something dollars a piece right now. Y- you could just run Pot of Extravagance instead, which are ten. Right, exactly. Or I mean, just opt to not run it at all. Right. I mean, Pot of Prosperities are 120 a piece, so that's not that doesn't really fit in the term yeah. budget, you know. Yeah, but, but like we said, you could also just run Pot of Extravagance instead, or you could run because the deck does because the because the dinos don't really care about their extra deck outside of exactly Logia or Dolka, right? And so that's why they run three of each. Yeah. So, um, and even even when you're running Pot of Extravagance, you can only run. I mean, you can run two a piece of Lagia and Dolka and be fine, honestly. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah no. It, so. Oh, yeah, no. Because you, you only need access to one Lagia or Dolka at any one point in time. Right. You're only ever going to make it once. And then you have access to a rank four package. You can do things like <laughs> Castell, Abyss Dweller. Um, I mean, you really Utop- just. Oh, uh, Utopian. Oh, uh, Utopia double into double or nothing Utopia. Yeah, I mean, you can go, OTK. yep, double. So uh, the deck's really got some interesting different directions <laughs> that you can go with it. That you can take it to make it budget friendly, or you can go more of a combo path if you want to invest in something like a Borrowload Savage. You can go a really combo heavy path with the release of Scrap Raptor. So it's kind of up to you. Kind of depends on how you want to do it. But along with Skype, Scrap Chimera and the Scrap Fridge, there was a time when Scrap Chimeras were what forty a piece, seventy a piece. What are they at now? Uh, pennies. Yeah, because I got to reprint a Max Gold Eldorado. Yep. God, Max Gold, man, Maximum Gold Eldorado was great for reprints. Yeah, it really was. Scrap Commanders are 15 cents. Yeah. So, I would say that right now is actually a really great time to be wanting to play budget Yu-Gi-Oh! Because there's really not that many cards that are outrageous, gotta have them to play cards. The most yeah. expensive cards really in the game that you really need are things like Infinite Impermanence, Ash Blossom and Joy Spring, Nibiru, Nibiru, Droll and Lockbird, uh, I mean, you, and even then there are hand traps that are great hand traps that you can get for cheap. You can get effect veilers for a relatively decent price. A couple of dollars. Yeah, a couple of dollars a piece. DD Crows you can get for cheap. Those, that's a great card right now. Lancia's dirt cheap. Right. So there's uh, Dimension Shifter if you're feeling risky. Uh, Shifter is a little bit on the pricier side. I think they're like eight or nine bucks. Uh, I got mine for like three a piece. Really? Yeah. The crazy part about Dimension Shifter is that it still doesn't have a reprint. Yeah. And as of right now, lowest verified is $8. Okay, so they've gone up recently. Because like I said, I got mine for like three apiece. Well, it's because they're used in Fluanderies. Fair enough. Uh, when I got mine, they were using exactly Medultre and nothing else. Right. So. Because um, I could combo off and still activate it at the end of my turn. Yeah. There's... Yu-Gi-Oh's been around for so long at this point that there's so many different budget alternatives and budget options for so many of these cards. Can't afford infinite impermanence. Um, Effect Veiler or Effect Veiler for Ben Chalice. And if you're really feeling it, Breakthrough Skill or Fiendish Chain. Yeah. They're not near as good, but... They still have their uses. They still have their uses because Breakthrough Skill is two negates 
spell speed to negate and then a banish you can banish it from your graveyard to also do, do a negate um phoenix chain unfortunately has a target but it, but it's basically a worse fog blade it is a worse fog blade and the only reason why it's a worse fog blade is because with fog blade the equipped monster can't attack activate its effects or be attacked right phoenix chain it can activate its effect or attack right all right well that'll pretty much do it for today's episode let's talk about the podcast question of the day yeah so the last podcast question of the day is what cards would you like to see get an ots ultimate rare so we did have a ton of replies of course to this as one would expect and a lot of people got some really creative answers here so of course we had tons of people saying ash blossom ash blossom ash blossom everybody wants to see ash but we've also got some stuff like Borlode Savage Dragon, Boral Sword Dragon, Access Code Talker, Salamangrate Sunlight Wolf for Helio, all really good. Wind Up Zen Mayo and Number 70, both good options. Phantom Knights of Rusty Bardish. That, that'd be really cool. Yes. Alistair the Invoker, please no, don't provoke them. <laughs> Elder Entity Intis would be a cool one. Mm-hmm. Um, Armageddon Knight, Nadir Servant, Pot of Extravagance. I think that would actually look sick. Yeah. Pot of Prosperity. Give us a budget reprint first. Give us a common, please. Yep. Downer. Downer would be a cool one. Downer would be a really cool one. Yep. Uh, Appaloosa. Yeah, Appaloosa would be really cool. Yep. Diviner of the Herald. True. Uh, because it does carry a lot of the ritual decks right now. And Verte Anaconda makes a lot of sense because it's high impact. Uh, triple tactics talent artifact Lancia. Lancia would be sick. Oh yes, it would because it has all those bright colors, which mesh really well with the dark from the ulties. Yes. Oh my god, polymerization. That would look super sick, especially if they did the original art, not the alt art. And see, I was thinking the exact opposite. I was thinking the alt art would look better. The reason why I say the original art, not the alt art, is because the original art's a lot brighter. Is it though? It it, it is because the uh. Alt art, which technically is the original art. Oh, okay. So when you say original art, I mean you mean the alt art. Yeah, the one where like the center of the polymerization circle is kind of off center, and it has like a card that you can see. Yes, it's like the anime art. Yes. That okay, was the that's what art. I mean when I say the alt art. Okay, that's why I said technically the alt art is the original art. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we were agreeing on the same thing. We just said it differently. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That being said, don't get me wrong. The um. The normal art, I guess I'll call it. The original art. I mean, it is. Like the normal art. The one that is like, got printed all the time and didn't get the Yeah, the original art. It is the original art. It was printed in LOD. Um, That one also would be really good. The ulti, again, because of the bright colors. Yeah, but the... Yeah, but, yeah, the, but the anime the, art would be so much cooler. Oh, absolutely. Just, yeah. just, I mean, just because it looks cooler in general. Right. Um, Baron de Fleur, that would be cool. Dude, I can't get over polymerization. That's such a good pick. I know, right? It's such um, a niche pick, too. Yeah. Uh, would love to see M-Pen, but better cards overall is what I really want. True. Fair. Dark Necrofear. Monster Reborn Alt Art. Ooh, with the Ankh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Shurig. Oh, God, yes. Please give me the ultimate rare Shurig. Oh, baby, a triple. I would spend... <laughs> All of the money that I had on alt art on uh ultimate rare share eggs. I'm just gonna say that I would. I mean, fair. I 
would love that. Harpy's Feather Storm, Skill Drain. Skill Drain Ulti, I hate to say it, but it would look cool. It really would. Here's the best one. Crooked Cook. Oh my god. That would look so good with the flames. It, it would. It really would. Mermail Abyss Megalo. That would look cool. Uh, Sylvan Princess Sprite or Ghost Mourner Moonlit Chill. Yeah. Either one of those would look really cool because of the bright colors. Yep. OG Anime Art Blue Eyes White Dragon. Ah, which I think we got. Yeah, the... No, they mean the... Mm. The one where his, like, the one that, like, Kaiba has. Yeah, like, are you talking about the one... The like, one from Structured at Kaiba, not was, from Legend was, of Blue Eyes. I was about to ask, like, are you talking about the one from Structured at Kaiba, or... Yeah, yeah, Structured, the Structured yeah. at Kaiba one, where it's, like, got the dark blue background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, OCG has an ulti of this. Yeah. But we, we don't. Yeah, we... Give us the ulti, please, Konami. Yeah. The okay. only issue is they would do it in an OTS pack, which would be horrible. I mean, it would probably... I don't want it to take up an OTS pack slot. I mean, if they listen, like if they put the blue eyes ulti in OTS, they would have to then put like, I don't know. Um, Could you imagine an OTS where the three ulties are dark magician, red eyes and blue eyes? Oh, my God. It no, would be the worst OTS ever. Oh, yeah. But no, what I'm saying is, is like they would have to do like like for one of them blue, eye, like one OTS do blue eyes, um, pot of prosperity and. I'm trying like Abyss Dweller or something like that. Abyss Dweller already has an OTS. I know, like a, a, a very commonly used, very good Xyz mo- extra deck monster. Uh, I mean, would it have to be an extra deck monster? Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I've, I mean, from what I've noticed, it's always been an extra deck monster, a main deck monster, and then a spell or trap. I guess, I guess there is some truth to that. Now you've got me curious about all the different OTS packs and which ones have that. We'll look. We'll look into that. Yeah, that's, later. A, that's another. That's something for another time. Yeah. Um, alt art Eldlich. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If, that would if, be they, good if they if they do an OTS pack with Eldlich in it, it's not the alt art. I will be upset. Yep. Junk Warrior would be kind of cool. Red Eyes Dark Dragoon. Uh, eh. It an- got a Starlight. Another Shurag Truther. Let's go. Foolish Burial. That would be expensive yeah, yeah very <laughs> um witchcrafter madame Vare, celine celine would be cool oh yeah ip mascarena either art i'll take mm-hmm. um ice dragon's prison that would look good mm-hmm. uh, personal unrealistic pick minerva exalted light sworn personal realistic pick hope harbinger either one are cool i really yeah. like both of those rhoda ooh, ooh. winda please no god no we want that card banned, not reprinted as an ultimate rare. Listen, listen. My opinion on it is I play I played the deck. I hated making window. <laughs> yeah. Salamangre Almirage. Yes. That would be nice, especially because it just got a reprint at, as a more uh accessible rarity. Yes. Outside of the Ultra. Tatsum's idea I like. The nightmares. Ooh. Yeah, they would look really nice because they're all super bright. Yeah, because they're all because mech- they're all ex mech knights basically. Phoenix would look amazing. Oh, Person. unicorn would look amazing. Yes, yeah, I mean they all would, but Phoenix is the one that I would like to see most. But then they'd have to unban mermaid and goblin. Yeah, but do we really want that? No, they don't have to unban mermaid and goblin. But like, dude, Phoenix would look so good as an ulti. Oh yeah. Um. From the Discord server, we got some other great answers. Um, 
Access code, of course, UltiShareg again, because I love you people. Um, <laughs> some virtual world ultis would be very welcome. That is true. Virtual world ultis would be very cool. Um, more Ash Blossom, of course, access code, things like that. But yeah, I got to say my personal favorite picks are Polymerization, Shureg, and uh, the Nightmares. So. Same. Yeah. But that'll wrap us up for today's episode of the podcast. So let's go ahead and give you the new podcast question today is, what card are you ready to see get a nice cheap reprint? Oh, for me, it's Pot of Prosperity. Yeah, I would like to see Pot of Prosperity with a cheap reprint. Uh, the other one that I would really like to see is give us more Ash Blossom and Imperm reprints. Yeah, Ash Blossom, Ash Blossom, Imperm, and Lightning Storm. That'd also be really nice. Yeah. I would like to see Ash Blossom and Imperm getting reprinted in structure decks like MST did back in the day. Yes, where like we're like it's like buy three. Sh- I wanted to the point to where people are just like, "Hey, you're new to the game, yeah? Here's just a place at Ash Blossom." Literally, because I have like 15 of them because it's been reprinted 15 times. Okay, okay. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Ash Blossom has been reprinted almost that many times. Think about that. Oh no, I'm in. in oh no, I'm. In, oh, no, I'm. I'm in. Like it's been reprinted in fifteen different structure decks. I mean, yes, and it has a structure deck printer printing. Ash has eight printings. Eight. How much is the common structure deck printing? Twenty eight dollars from Soulburner. Yes, the Which, cheapest version is twenty six dollars from Dual Power for some reason. Think about that. Also, by the way. I'm just going to put this out there. If you're going to buy Ash Blossom and Joyous Spring, you may as well just buy the secret rares for 60. If you're going to pay 30 for commons, well, to be fair, if you decide just to get the secrets, you you you, you could get two of the commons for one cop for one I I guess that, that's the way I look I at it. I guess actually looking a little bit closer at the prices, the secrets are 75 for an unlimb. Yeah. And the commons are upon closer inspection. Oh, well, they're bought out. Okay, so oh. there's only five listings. Okay, yeah, they got bought out 28. recently. Yeah, they got bought out recently. They're all bought out. <clears throat> oh, no. That is no bueno. There's only like... 40 ash blossom listings that aren't secret rare total across all of the other seven printings max gold max gold alt art legendary collection kaiba dual devastator dual power common structure uh, shadows and valhalla all of those combined there's only like less than 40 printings that's and there's less than 40 listings that's insanity anyway okay that's it that'll wrap us up Everybody, be sure to tune in every Tuesday and every Friday for new episodes of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Top Cut Podcast. Check us out on Discord. You can find links to the Twitter and Discord in the description down below. And, of course, if you 
would like to support the podcast, you can find our patron in the description down below, as well as our TCG player affiliate link, which all you do is click and then shop. And when you buy the cards, you would already be buying. If you want to buy some of these budget cards, every little bit helps. So if you want to buy one of these budget decks, go ahead, buy the whole Eldritch deck for $20. Just click on our little code first, and that will help us get further, and we appreciate it. So... Thank you, of course, everyone, so much for listening to today's episode. Like I said, every Tuesday, every Friday, four new episodes. And in the meantime, have a great week. Take care, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.